Hello, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience, everyone. You are joining us for a special bonus podcast today. Today is not going to be one of our regular podcasts. It's actually a bonus podcast on Undead Trials. Now, if you were around last month, you know that we put on a State of Decay community event called Decay Fest. Well, that's basically what Undead Trials is this time. It's another State of Decay community event. Just this time, instead of celebrating a DLC, this event is more centered on competing and having a friendly competition between the competitors involved in here. So we're going to talk about the Undead Trials event. We're going to go over the team involved with it. We're going to talk about these rules for it, the scoring system, and all of that. At the end, we will throw in a little bonus. We're going to talk about patch 4.3 briefly. It's pretty small, so it's only going to take us a couple minutes to talk about it. But before we get into that, just quickly at the top of the podcast, I will mention our next podcast will be on Wednesday. That will be a podcast on Vigor. And on Saturday, we will have another State of Decay 2 podcast. So this week, you will have two more podcasts coming your way. But without further ado, I will announce our guest that is going to talk about Undead Trials with me. He is a co-organizer with me. He helped me organize this entire event. He is a Twitch streamer, and he goes by the Gentleman Gamer. Please welcome Mr. Dart back to the podcast for the first time since episode 37. Hi, Blaze. Thanks very much for having me again. Yeah, thanks for coming back. I thought episode 37 was really good, and I'm glad to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, it was great. I love listening back to it, even though I hate the sound of my voice, which I think everybody does when they listen back to their own, their own voice, um, and hopefully it went down with the uh, with your listeners. Yeah, it did. I mean, it's been hitting pretty well so far, so I'm glad. Good. And the other thing is, I hope a lot of people have been able to take a few tips away from that and possibly get some solo day breaks. I hope so, but... We obviously put together Undead Trials together, and I'm really excited for this event. Do you want to you know, tell people uh, your involvement in the yeah, event? Yeah, of course. As Blaze has already said, co-organizing this event, everybody's seen how big uh, the game Fortnite has become, and the event that's come from it with its full, skirm- uh, full skirmishes, its summer skirmish, um, and then the, um, one of the, the big-time uh, streamers came up with uh, Friday Fortnite, and I thought about this thinking, Daybreak is such a fantastic game it's a lot smaller than Fortnite which is understandable, but how about coming up with like a, a monthly or even if it gets bigger, a weekly competition between people with prizes to give out, and I think at the same time you wanted to do something around Halloween and also had a very similar idea, um, so when we came together I was so surprised that we both were coming up with all these ideas and coming together with very similar ideas and the ability for us to come together and create this event has been fantastic and as you said a friendly competition between this time invited streamers um but who knows where it could go if this kicks off and it's really good then open up to the public and then have a friendly competition and start getting uh prizes and who knows where it could go uh, i'm not expecting it to shoot off anything like friday fortnight or anything like that but it still be a good <laughs> right. a good bit of fun uh friendly competition get people back into state of decay and enjoy the the, uh, the delights of Daybreak. But on top of that, it's not just about Daybreak is where I, w- I want to look at it as well f- for the future. I mean, this event is just Daybreak, but the game, could ex- we can expand it so much more towards the main game as well, have a little trials for people inside the main game, how many juggernauts you can take down in five minutes, which means that people have to get out there. They have to search for the juggernauts as well. They have to take on their weapons. We can put restrictions on their weapons. The only pistols only, the only blunt weapons only, stuff like this. And it'll be really good fun. It just expands the game for those who haven't necessarily got the imagination to do it themselves, to have a restriction put on them 
and then actually prove themselves against other people in a public domain for a little bit of fun and possibly some prizes. Exactly. And I think that's a great idea. And I love where you're going with this because I definitely want to have more events in the future. So this gives us the opportunity to, in the future, have more undead trials where we actually have more competitions on the base game. Or if there's future DLCs released, we can have competitions on the future DLC. So, and you actually came up with the name Undead Trials. Um, I don't know if you want to go into how you thought about that, but I thought it was a great name that you came up with. Well, obviously, Undead goes without reasoning. We're dealing with the Undead right. and also Undead Labs. The trials, but it kind of came to me with the trials is because it is, we are trialing people. We are bringing them to the test. So Undead Trials is like an overarching, obviously Decay Fest is, is the, the, the top, top level. Um, but just under that Undead Trials, um, it's sort of like the, the weekly, the monthly, it's a trial system. It's trials. It continues on. And then this instance, it's going to be a Halloween session. Um, and so it's sort of Undead Trials Halloween, which is part of a Decay Fest organization. Uh, when it goes on to the future, it could be Undead Trials and DLC 2. Who knows what comes or State of Decay 3. It just gives us the opportunity to go right, on future. Exactly. And it just gives you a title. It is Undead, Link with the Undead Labs. It's to deal with zombies, with, with zombies and trials. It's putting you to the test. Can you survive? We're going to put restrictions on you and we want to see if you can do it. Right. And I thought um, when we were talking too, we actually made a good distinction of how we were going to separate this because Decay Fest is kind of the overarching thing for everything. But we're only going to label events called Decay Fest when it's like a DLC celebration. So when the next DLC comes out, we'll probably have a Decay Fest celebration around that DLC. The Undead Trials, that's kind of an overarching event for more of the competition yeah, style. most things. definitely. But I'm really excited for this, and I think we have a great event plan. We have some great streamers involved, and we have a great system for how we're doing this, too. So I think we can kind of get into the team we have involved. Yeah, let's do it. So we do have some returning Decay Fest members. We have yourself and myself, of course. But the other three Decay Fest members we have returning are Ethereal Jade, Kay Sizzle, and Mara Sleepa. And they're all great streamers. Mara Sleepa is a YouTube streamer, but he also does his videos there as well. And they are all great. You know, um, Kay Sizzle is on Twitch. He does a great job. He has his whole night persona and he kind of has his night trials himself so he has his own set of trials that he does with his uh, viewers and then ethereal jade she's on mixer she does a great job she interacts with her viewers very well and she's honestly one of the better streamers i've seen on mixer and then maris of course you know he's on youtube and he does a really great job on youtube and he's very analytical like myself and he really gets in deep on topics yeah all all uh five people that we've got returning um is 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 fantastic and we've got a great mix of people there as well we've got k sizzle as we said he he is obsessed with this game and so much so absolutely he is the only other person that i know who has completed it solo melee however on xbox which is i personally feel is more difficult than doing it on pc um, which I'm thoroughly impressed with what he did, and I, I couldn't. I was so glad I was there to watch him for that stream. Ethereal Jade, what fantastic streamer! As you said, she is wonderful. She's so interactive, so funny, uh, and I'm looking forward to her her stream and how she does in in this event. Uh, yourself and Maris, yeah, very analytical people. So again, you guys have looked into this game quite in depth. 
you know your strategies and i'm really looking forward to competing against you guys as well absolutely and i appreciate that and then we have of course yourself i mean you are honestly someone that really interacts with your chat well and i think you're a very professional streamer and i really like that about you so i think your viewers you know really get that sense that you really care about doing it the right way oh thank you very much i I, that means a lot for me and i really do try to put as much as i can into into my viewers um the community is is what brings me to actually streaming i love streaming i love gaming and i want to do it with other people and that's why i do it to bring the community together and this again is why i wanted to help organize or co-organize this event with you absolutely and in the first akfs event even though you were technically an organizer i mean the reason why you're an organizer this time is because you basically acted like an organizer anyways. You did so much in that first event to help out. So I appreciate that as well. Well, I was just lucky that I had some free time. That's all. <laughs> I just wanted to. Yeah, uh, I had free time. I, I work shifts. So I had that time off. Um, I had uh, had access to a good computer and some good images. So I just put some Photoshop together and got on Twitter as well. So yeah, it was good fun. Um, And this has just been as much fun organizing this as well. Absolutely. And we do have some new members as well. So I do want to mention before we get into those, uh, the other Decay Fest members that were part of it last time, not all of them are, you know, people that aren't going to come back. A lot of them are just people that have personal things going on right now that they can't actually uh, participate in this event. So some of the people that you saw in the first Decay Fest event, they will probably be back in future events. Just they have uh, things going on in their life right now, but they can't actually participate. Yeah, it's just life thing, isn't it? I right, mean, you exactly. can't be available for everything. Uh, and I'm looking forward to them see, possibly seeing this event. They probably will be promoting this event as well if they if they have the opportunity to. And I'm looking forward to doing future events with them, as you say. Exactly. But now we kind of get into some of our new members. We have some great new members that are joining us for this event. And our new members, one of them is Darth Dundane. He's a Twitch streamer. Do you know a lot about Darth? I unfortunately don't know much about this guy. He's a bit of a dark horse, as far as I'm aware. I like to do research on my competition, you see. Um, and Darth Dundane was one of these characters that um, Kay Sizzle has promoted. So he's uh, he comes from sort of that sort of area, the nice the Knights boot camp and every um, with Kay Sizzle. And I'm looking forward to actually seeing if this Dark Knight does come out of the uh, come out of the uh, the corner and put a bit of competition down for the rest of us um but he, he again he does like state of decay and as far as i'm aware from what i've spoken to with case is he's definitely going to put us to our test definitely that's kind of what i've heard too um darth is one of the streamers involved in the event that i know um less of kind of like yourself i basically know more of him through case sizzle and you know i trust his recommendation here so i'm sure darth is going to you know do a great job and i think you know he'll be exciting to watch most definitely most definitely um, should we move on to the next one? Fall down, uh, fall down, go boom. Yes, he, he is another Twitch streamer that I've seen. At, um, I first came across him actually on the Undead Labs Discord. He was promoting himself in the stream section as we do now and then, um, and so I popped in, said hi, uh, and watched his stream. And he he's a really entertaining character. I'm really looking forward to him playing as well. And from what I've watched recently is. He's getting into the main game, and he's one of these imagination guys, the guys who are really keen on expanding the game, just like we are here. He puts a lot of restrictions on restrictions on himself, and he actually asks his followers to put restrictions on him, so much so that I saw a tweet the other day where he was playing on his controller, 
upside down yes. trying to play <laughs> State of Decay. It was hilarious. Um, and I really like that. I love anybody who has that ingenuity to think outside the box how to make the game more interesting. Um, so I'm looking forward to playing him against him on Daybreak as well. Uh, I think he will be a really interesting and funny character that will get involved with this and um, definitely put us to our test as well, especially if he's playing with the controller upside down. I can only imagine how good he is with the controller the right way up. But imagine if he um, won with the controller upside down. How would that make you feel then? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure we put that in the point system. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe we should just you know give us all more challenge. <laughs> Automatic win. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but um, he's definitely a great streamer. I've checked him out a little bit, and he's really funny and entertaining, like you say. And I love that he actually puts all these restrictions on himself. You know, I think... Um, Similar to, you know, like K-Sizzle, like yourself, like a lot of us do that are really passionate about the game. We try to make things that are, you know, kind of creative to make the game more fun and just give it a different spin than it usually has. And I actually participated in making some of the rules for his next playthrough. So it's definitely fun to um, actually have your viewers, you know, interact with that. And the fact that he actually goes through all these things to make the game harder you know, doing our challenges that don't have all those restrictions on them, it, it kind of makes me wonder how good he's actually going to be. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, he's definitely a great streamer. I definitely check him out on Twitch as well. But moving on to our next member, we have another YouTuber. We only have two YouTubers in this event, Maris, and we have this new member, the Mighty Magal. He does his Mighty Gaming channel on YouTube, and I don't know if you've seen his channel at all. Uh, I had a quick view of him earlier. I haven't had a chance to look through most of his videos, though, so you probably know him more than I do. Yeah, he's someone that's been covering State of Decay for a while. He did a lot of videos on a 100-day playthrough where he went through 100 days, and he got, did a lot of videos going through that playthrough. And he's played the game a lot. I think he's got about you know, 12, 13 days in the game, so definitely you know, well-respectable there. And he is someone that's very passionate and he really cares about his viewers. He's someone that even though he has a pretty big channel at this point, he still jumps in his discord all the time. I'm in his discord and he actually interacts with his viewers. He, you know, keeps up with them and he's very interactive. And I really like that because a lot of the YouTubers that get bigger, you see them, you know, not really interact with them, their viewers as much, but he's in his Discord all the time and he really seems to care about his viewers and I appreciate that. Oh, awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to... This is, this is the great thing about this event is the fact that we've got these new members in here. I'm looking forward to watching them outside of my streaming uh, schedule as well uh, and getting to know them. Definitely. And he is an Australian streamer as well. So, you know, you get some uh, international competition there as well. Ah, awesome. <laughs> exactly. We, we have people from all over the world. So it's nice. It makes our life a little bit easier with scheduling. It, it does. It does help. <laughs> but our next member we have, ACC. He is a streamer on Mixer. And this guy, honestly, he has more charisma than a lot of streamers I've ever met. Like, this is the type of guy that you can actually just sit down and talk to about what you have for dinner for an hour. And he'll, like, make a conversation out of it. So he's a very interactive guy. And he's really fun to talk to. You can talk to him about basically anything and you know have a nice conversation about it and he's someone that's played state of decay a lot he does play other games as well of course but uh he's played state of decay a lot we uh tried to get him for the first event but it didn't work out but he's here for this one and he will be uh joining up for some duos so i'm definitely excited to see him play and 
as it stands right now in the schedule, he's actually going to be our first competitor in duos. So we'll see how he does. Oh, awesome. I haven't had a chance to check out the two mixer guys that we're just about to talk to. Um, and yeah, as you said, because he was part of Decay Fest, again, it would have been nice to find out a bit more about him. But I'm looking forward to actually getting into his stream, saying hi to him and see if I can put him off with a couple of... Uh, friendly competitive banter he'll definitely talk back to you trust me i mean he he has a conversation about anything so any of his viewers you know they'll he'll talk about anything with them so it's really refreshing because you know some streamers you see they're hard to have a conversation with but he's definitely not one of those he has a conversation with you you know just like we're talking right now excellent and riff raff is another one of our new members he is actually going to be acc's partner uh he's also on mixer he is another uk streamer like yourself and he does a really great job. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Rabbit. Rabbit is not, um, as of now, going to be in this event, but he reminds me a little bit of Rabbit, and he kind of has the same style, I would say. Um, he's pretty interactive with his chat. I haven't checked him out as much as some people, just because uh, the time hasn't worked out for me, but he's definitely another great streamer, and I'm definitely excited to see him stream as well. Excellent, excellent. If he's anything like Rabbit, he'll keep you entertained. Um, it's, yeah, it's a, it, I would like Rabbit to be involved. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that things may change around. We might be able to stri- uh, get him in somewhere. Um, but yeah, if this guy's anything like Riff Raff, he's going to keep you entertained. And if he's going to be as good as Rabbit as well on Daybreak, then we've definitely got some more competition to deal with. Absolutely. And, you know, ACC has um, said that, you know, they're really good as a duo. And, you know, they said they're going to throw down and they're, you know, throwing down the gauntlet. So we'll see how they do. <laughs> All I can say is bring it on. <laughs> exactly and we'll get into the schedule a little bit later but it's going to be kind of interesting how the schedule goes we'll we'll talk about that in a second though but our next uh member we have is zombient he is on twitch i don't know a ton about him do you know a little bit more about him yeah so zombient i'm really excited about zombient and i've got to say this because i came across him when i was finishing one of my streams and i raided his stream and this guy he has got so much energy, it's unbelievable. A lovely young guy, absolutely brilliant, talks talks the hind legs off a donkey. He is so, <laughs> so interactive with his chat, um, and he loves, he loves just gaming. Absolutely love this guy. He reminds me of a younger me, energetic me, um, <laughs> and he, but he's absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm excited. He was so excited to get involved with this. Um, he's... All I can say is the only word I can use is he's excitable. Um, and I'm just really looking forward to his stream. He's funny. He's really interactive. He's great at gameplay. He can multitask, which is the dangerous thing. So um, I'm really... Re- he's one of the dark horses that I'm actually looking out for and thinking that he could bring me... To- well, I personally think I'm going to do well in the solos, but I think he could bring me down on the solo side. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to check him out because I haven't had a chance to watch a lot of his uh, videos or streams yet. But I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him and you know, hearing you describe him like that. It makes me even more excited to see him. So um, I can't speak to you know how he's going to do because you've seen him a little bit more than I have. But I think you're going to still have some competition for solos anyways. I think, you know, Sizzle's going to be your best competition probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm no way discounting Sizzle. Uh, it's going to be a close thing. I definitely feel it. For, to, to be honest with anybody, it is going to be a close thing. Or Maris too. I mean, Maris is pretty good at solo as well. So, you know, he could give you a run for your money too. <laughs> for solos, I don't think I'll be in the running, but I'm, I'm still going to give it a shot anyways. <laughs> exactly. It's the, it's the, it's the taking place that counts. Uh, sorry. Taking part that counts, isn't it? 
exactly. I'll still have fun with it either way. (laughs) (laughs) But next up, we have a Twitch streamer that was supposed to be in our first event. He was supposed to be part of the K-Fest, but unfortunately, during the K-Fest, he was on vacation, so it didn't work out. But this event, we do have Sarkoth joining us. You want to talk about Sarkoth a little bit? Yeah, really enjoy Sarkoth. Unfortunately, he streams uh, a lot when I'm either asleep or um, at work. Um, but he, again, he's a really lovely chap. Um, he's interactive with his with his chat. Uh, he, again, is really intelligent and immersed into his game as well. Um, and yeah, it's going to be another interesting uh, competition from him and his uh, duo's partner because I've heard that these two... Um, are very well in tune with each other. They've got their they've got their plans down. They know their strategy. So I'm looking forward to uh, how they're gonna take on the day rake and which which point system they're gonna go for. No, I agree. And Sarkoth is someone that I checked out around the first event because he was supposed to originally be part of it, and he's definitely a great streamer. He is very interactive with like a lot of us with our chat, and he's someone that I would say is very genuine. You know, he definitely um really cares about doing the right thing for his viewers and he really cares about you know making the best experience for them and i really appreciate that i agree i agree he's um he's very interactive he does get involved across twitter across discord across twitch um absolutely love the guy he's uh, and he he doesn't take um any any rubbish he'll he'll just literally just go look I, i'm dealing with anything I am involved with everybody. I love everybody. And I really like that about him as well in the fact that he he doesn't matter where you're from, what you do, he just sees you as a streamer, as a gamer, and that's what I love about him. He's just He just loves the gaming community. Absolutely. And he tries to do his best to give back to his viewers too. Um, I know Maris, for example, has won a couple of his giveaways and he does giveaways as much as he can. And you know, that's really nice that he does that for his viewers. Very much so. Uh, his partner, you did mention briefly, is Screwloose. I don't think he's an actual streamer. I think it's just a friend of Sarkoth's. But if uh, you know differently, then let me know. But I think he's just a friend of Sarkoth that's going to be teaming with him. Yeah, that's that's all I know as well. I know it's uh, an invite from Sarkoth. It's, it's sort of a one-off. We weren't really um looking to have anybody outside of the invitational um however this was the only way that we could get sarkoth to come and play in the duos so we had to make an exception on this time um and i believe yeah as i said these guys are in tune they know how to play yeah it'll definitely be fun to watch you know i'm I'm excited to see them play and i think they're actually our last duo in the competition so you know they could be you know giving people a run for their money you know you think you have it sewed up you think oh i'm gonna win and then they come back and steal it the last one exactly exactly they keep coming down to the last day rate run look at the points of previous ones and go do you know what it's worth going for this one (laughs) right exactly so that'll be some nice strategy to see there exactly but we do have one other member joining us do you want to mention who this member is yeah so this is your partner that you kept very quiet and i was kind of like oh so where's this one come from yeah this is this is jürgen this is one of the undead labs developers that blaze has managed to wangle into the competition without any uh any thought of anybody else no he's uh, absolutely brilliant i love the fact that we've managed to get a developer involved and and maybe possibly in the future if we could get more developers in that would be great but i understand that they are extremely busy um, with uh, obviously their future updates and uh, whatever they're working on that they can't tell us about yet, possibly what the name of Clio stands for. 
Um, they're probably working it out themselves. Uh, yes, <laughs> but, maybe. Um, yeah, you've got Jürgen, and I'm very jealous. I wish I'd thought about this beforehand, maybe invited Mark or Brant, but uh, yeah, I think I still stand very well with regards to my partner, as Kay Sizzle, so um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think you need every help that you can get. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely excited to play with Jürgen, and it's going to be a lot of fun to play with him. You know, he was joking when I first uh, talked to him about it. He's like, are you sure you want me? I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> but, you know, um, when Daybreak first came out, I think it was like uh, the first day or so I played with him as part of the Decay Fest event. And he had said at the time that he hadn't uh, won a Daybreak yet. So, you know, hopefully he's won one by now. But <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> you would have thought. He, he, needs to be, he needs to be practicing in all his breaks just like... Um... Jeff does. Yes, exactly. But, you know, it, it, even if he hasn't, I'm still excited, you know, to give it a shot with him. Yeah, exactly. And and if anything, it'll be more of a... It, like, for the duos, you obviously... Um, you're involved in the solos as well. But if for the duos, if anything, it'd be really nice to have him in, in there, be able to interact with the chat and actually show them how amazing that the Undead Lab developers are in the fact that they love interacting with their community. And this just shows that, yes, the rest of the developers are busy. Um, however, they still have time to allow one of the developers to get out and actually get involved with the community and get involved with the competition as well. Imagine if you won, if you two won the competition, you definitely wouldn't need the prizes, would you? I was joking with Megan about that too. That'd be kind of funny because you know, imagine if Jurgen won the prizes, like uh, one of the prizes we're going to get into later, but it's a uh, signed poster. Imagine if you know he signed his own poster, left us ask. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right, uh... I got my signed poster. <laughs> That'd be really funny, though. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, I'm definitely excited to play with him, and I think it goes without saying. Like, this is a competition that's not like you know, mean spirited or like you know, really you know, gung ho. This is a competition that's more friendly. Like, whether I win or not, I'm still happy. I'm just here to have fun. You know, like I'm going to do the best I can and try to have fun with it. Exactly. This is a supposed to be just a friendly competition to get excitement about State of Decay um, over the Halloween period because it's a zombie game. Zombies are uh, they're horror ca characters, so why not do something around Halloween, which is exactly. all to do with um, horror? Um, who knows if this game, if, if this, if this tournament, if this trial system does go like mental and people really want to get involved? Which, to be honest, watching Twitter. People are really getting excited about it. People are asking how Agreed. they can get involved. People are asking if they can actually get involved. If they like when it's actually happening, how the games and I, if I'd known that it was going to be this big, I probably would have put more effort into trying to get details out earlier. However, um, again, as we said, this is an invitational only. It's just a, a test trial more than anything. It happens to run over Halloween, and if all things go well then who knows? We could go to getting proper prizes from State of Decay and the Undead Labs or um, possibly investing in them ourselves if it does get that big that we can actually get more people involved and actually do it for charity. Well, we'll, we'll talk about charity in a minute, but possibly put money towards charity and have um, entry fees necessary uh, in the future. Who knows? There's lots to think about. And as you can see, we are thinking about the bigger picture as well. So if this does actually get any bigger, then yeah, we are going to have to think about entry fees and to, to go towards prizes absolutely and like you said you know we definitely have visions of this growing in the future i mean i'd be you know happy to include other people at some point just this event is invitational only just to kind of see how it works because 
the original Decay Fest, it wasn't this, you know, competition style. So we're trying out this competition style to see how it goes. And, you know, if it goes well, like we're hoping it does, then we can definitely look into including um, non-streamers and, you know, regular community members in the future. Exactly. But, you know, we talked around the event a little bit. So now we can kind of get into what the Undead Trials event actually is. So this is a solo and duo competition, as we've been saying. It's going to run from Monday, October 29th to Thursday, November 1st, and every streamer is going to get a four-hour block of time to use to do as many, uh, get as many points as they can. So if you're playing in solo, then you get a four-hour block of time for that. If you're playing in duos, you get a four-hour block of time for that. So if you're doing both, you basically will get eight hours throughout the event. Yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't sound like a long time, and to be honest, it's not. If you think about it, a single day break takes 45 minutes. That only gives you the chance to probably, if at a maximum, get five runs in. Right. Five That's is not going to give you. Exactly. That's not going to give you a lot of the time. And if you're starting to struggle with regards to um, hosts, your game freezes up, that sort of thing, um, you've really got to think carefully about what you're going to do with your strategy. Um, but again, it gives you plenty of time to play the game, warm yourself up before the four hours, get involved in the four hours, think about your strategy, change your strategy, and kill as many zombies as you can. Right, and, you know, say you had your first run, you got, you know, to, like, wave six or something, and, you know, you made a mistake and the tech died. That's a lot of time that you can't get back, so you have to adjust your strategy accordingly, because if you fail one run, then that's really going to affect your future runs. Yeah, so... uh it is a points-based system, as we said, and we will to go into the scoring a bit later. But just to cover that little bit, what Blaze was saying there is the fact is the scoring system only occurs if you reach daybreak, right? In a particular objective. Now, yes, there is minor scoring, which we'll go into a bit later on as well. But the big scoring points is you've got to hit daybreak, and that's where some people are going to struggle. Yeah, exactly. And like we said, you know, in that four hours. You have to just score as many points as possible, and whoever scores the most points will be crowned our winner. So we will have a solo winner and then two duo winners. So we could potentially have three winners or two winners. Technically speaking, you know, if the solo winner could win as part of the duo as well. So we could have one person win both competitions, theoretically, but we'll see if it happens. Yeah, exactly. So we're looking at three possible winners, as you said, the solo and the two two that are involved in the duo. And they will get a prize. We've managed to wangle some uh, little gifts from uh, from Undead Labs themselves. Uh, we've managed to get the original game, not State of Decay 2, unfortunately. Uh, we'll try that for next time. Uh, either a t-shirt. Uh, sorry, not either. They will get a t-shirt. They will get a pin. And they will get a signed poster from the devs, which, as we mentioned earlier, that's pretty awesome. And it'd be funny Definitely. if you only got it himself. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, in addition to that, the winners will also be able to stream with the developers on the Extra Life charity stream on Saturday, November the 3rd, which I'm really looking forward to. But I mean, a lot of us are quite involved in that stream anyway, but the fact that we get to stream with the developers is awesome. Now, I've been lucky enough to be able to stream with developers on their Undead Lab stream on on their Wednesday night streams, uh, and I think you're planned in the the future coming up uh, soon. But all I can say is, that is a hell of a prize. If you get to play Absolutely. with the developers, it's so much fun. They're so wonderful. You've all seen them on their stream 
you've uh, all spoken to them on uh, in the chat on Twitter. They're so involved with the community. Actually, speaking to them live is even better. And being able to ask them questions that you not you haven't been able to initially ask or they haven't seen the question on chat, that's going to be awesome. And the fact you're doing for charity as well is just an added bonus. Absolutely. And basically, this is a two-hour block of time that is reserved for the winners of this competition. I believe the time slot is 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern time. I think it's right after uh, our stream gets done. Don't okay. quote me on that, but I think it is. So... Uh, I believe that's a slot of time, and basically the winners will have, you know, two hours to stream with the developers. Um, we don't know for sure which developers or who's going to be involved in that yet. We have to get confirmation on that, but it sounds like um, Jurgen, who's my partner for this event, it sounds like he might be available for that, but, you know, we're not uh, officially sure yet. To be honest, it doesn't really matter. They're all just as good as each other. It's exactly. Gonna be, it's a hell of a prize, as I said. Definitely. It's going to be a lot of fun, and... Basically, you know, if the winners end up not being available for that, then um, we'll kind of work around it. But say, you know, we're going to have three winners. If we have all three winners available, then it's going to be uh, the solo winner. We'll stream with them for an hour and then the duos will stream with them for an hour. But if, um, you know, say the solo winner is not available, then the duos would just stream with them for the full two hours. Sounds good. So that's definitely going to be a lot of fun. But, you know, we did mention Extra Life and we talked about this um, charity stream that Undead Labs is doing all throughout November 3rd that a lot of us are taking part in. Do you want to get into that a little bit more? Yeah. So this charity, I mean, November is a hell of a month for charity for me. Um, but this charity I've been really looking into because one, I've been asked to help out with the Undead Lab stream on the 3rd of November, as we've already mentioned, which is all to go towards the charity. But we've also asked if we can help out with that charity through the Undead Trials. And Undead Labs has said, yes, get involved, which is fantastic because it's not just about us, the streamers, trying to get you guys to come and watch us or get involved in this. We want to give back to the community. We want to go back to the world. And this is what we're doing. Extra Life, the charity is already set up. Um, that side makes it a little bit easier for us just because it's Blaze and I are the only two organizing it here. Um, in the future, we could have our own charity, which may, may be changing. So stick around for that. But Extra Life allows gamers around the world to stream and help raise money for charity for ch sick children Um in their local hospitals, which is fantastic. Uh, as I said, Blaze and I are involved with the Underlab stream on um, 3rd of November, uh, and we're going to be asking all the streamers in Undead Trials to also promote this charity. So if you guys have got a spare little bit of cash uh, and you'd like to help out with the Undead uh, Trials and the charity event, get into their streams, ask them about the charity. They should have a link. Uh, and you'll be able to donate through their streams for the Extra Life charity. Absolutely. And I'm really looking forward to this, too. You know, I'm, I'm glad that we're able to take part of this. And I'm glad we're help, um, we're able to help promote these, you know, sick kids getting the help they need. And even if you're not able to donate, we want to make sure that you know, too, it, that's OK. You know, we know not everyone can donate, but still get into those streams, you know, drop some hosts, you know, let people know about these streams because, the more we hype up this event and the more we hype up these streams that are uh, going to go to Extra Life, the more that other people that actually are able to donate will get in there and donate. Exactly. And giving back to those who are less fortunate or in a less, um, in a less well-off position is, is what it's all about these days. It, there's so much greed and in, in take in this world that not enough is giving back. And I really feel that getting involved with this charity of 
the studio that we love so dear is a great way of doing that. Absolutely. And this charity, I've looked into it too, and it's a really great charity. I mean, it's basically a charity that gamers around the world stream to help raise money for sick children in local hospitals. And it's definitely a great charity, and I'm really excited to be a part of it. And as Mr. Darth said, you know, we're both going to be a part of this. We will be streaming together. We're going to co-stream on uh, Saturday the 3rd, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern. So that's our slot. Um, I think in your time zone, that's um, 8 to 10 years ahead of the right? That's correct, yeah. 8, 8, 8, uh, 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time. Yes, we're changing our clocks shortly. I think it's tonight, actually. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, if uh, you want to try out and check out that stream, we're going to be streaming together. And you know that'll be after the Undead Trials event ends. So if you had like a favorite challenge you'd like to see from that event, Maybe you can give us that challenge. You know, Mr. Dart and I will take it on together. You know, whatever your favorite challenge was. I didn't know that was part of the agreement. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm up for that. If you want to come and say hi, definitely come and say hi. If you want us to do a challenge or possibly ask any questions about the game, then we will be there. Um, don't exactly. hesitate to pop in and say hi because we'll say hi back. Definitely. <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of fun and... We're really hoping that this helps out Extra Life because Extra Life is a great charity. So like we said, you know, I know um, a lot of times people will feel bad if they can't actually donate to a charity. That is okay if you can't donate to it. Just try to hype up the event as much as possible because the more you hype it up, the more people that actually can donate will be able to donate. Yeah, it's all about publicity these days, isn't it? It's not about what you know, but who you know. So if you can, um, get on Twitter. Uh like and retweet the tweets that are coming out with anything to do with Extra Life. Undead Labs, I'm putting in most of my posts. So is Blaze as well. Uh, if you can get onto Discord, if you can um, get onto anybody's Facebook or Instagram, make sure you like those posts with anything to do with the charity or the events coming up. Then get get to it, get the publicity up, and then more people will know about the Extra Life charity and hopefully we'll get more money raised for those uh, sick children in the local hospitals. Definitely. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And, you know, it should be a lot of fun. So... You know, basically throughout the week, we're going to have Undead Trials Monday through Thursday. This Extra Life stream is going to be on Saturday. So, you know, pretty much we're covering most of the week. It's just going to be Sunday, which this podcast is actually coming out on a Sunday. So basically, it's just Friday. We have nothing planned. So covers most of the air, most of the week then. Definitely. But we did talk about the scoring a little bit either. So we can uh, get into the scoring and the actual challenges we have for the Undead Trials and talk about those. So you did mention that there are some points involved that are you know kind of points that you earn no matter what this is basically each wave that you pass in duos is going to be worth one point each wave you pass in solo is going to be worth three points so this is going to happen regardless of the yahtzee style scoring system we're going to talk about in a second yeah exactly it you get the points based on the number of waves that you pass so if you fail in wave five you say you only get four points for the duos and you get 12 points for the solos and this happens no matter right. what. So if you continue, if you continue through in your in your five waves, and um, sorry, in your five attempts on daybreak, because that's about the amount that you can attempt in the four hours, and you get to um, wave five every single time uh, in a duos, let's say, where you're getting four points every time, you're going to get twenty points at the end of the end of the challenge, um, and that'll be your points no matter what happens after that. Uh, with regards to the Yahtzee system, uh, Yahtzee system, you've got those points in the bag. Right, and part of the reason we did that is because we didn't want anyone to feel like, you know, they were trying this for four hours and they got zero points out of it. We wanted to have some points that, you know, you can at least earn no matter how well you do. So this at least gives you the feeling, okay, I earned some points, you know, I, I did this well on this because 
if someone's, you know, say in the solo event and they're really bad at solo, we want them to still be able to earn some points at least. Yeah, exactly. It also gives us a tiebreak point system as well. Because if you have failed, say you and someone else are in the lead with exactly the same points, but you have managed to um, clear the last wave quicker, let's say. Um, actually, I, don't, I just rephrase that. I don't think you can actually go any quicker. I think there's a certain time that the game is. But if you manage to get an extra wave, let's say you manage to start the game um, quicker for some reason and manage to get an extra wave in there somewhere. Um, then you get that extra point or three points depending on way, which way you play and you could be the winner of the game. Exactly. And that's really going to help out with tiebreakers. And if it does have to come to it, we're not expecting it to. But say um, you had 52 points and, you know, Sizzle had 52 points and those were the, tied for the win. Then basically how we would uh, break that if you both have the same amount of ways passed is if you finish your 52 points and, you know, three hours and 40 minutes into your stream and sizzle finished his in three hours and 20 minutes then sizzle will get the win because he finishes 52 points faster yeah so and this is this is the thing it's going to take a quite a bit of moderation so bear with us because we may have to go back and start looking through the streams <laughs> right, exactly. to see how long it's going to take <laughs> so we're hoping we don't have to do that too much we're hoping we don't have a tie but if we have a tie we'll have to go back and look at everything <laughs> yeah i don't think there will be a tie though because some of these points that we put down are quite tough um and i have a feeling it's definitely going to break the uh the good from the bad yes and we actually made enough challenges too that you can't actually do all these challenges that's kind of what we wanted to go for because i think we have about 14 to 15 challenges and you only have five games so it really makes it so you have to choose which one you want to do and which ones you don't want to do so you can't do all of them yeah uh, as i said we've got 14 challenges there and um in this Yahtzee system that we're deciding here, you can only do one per daybreak. So you must achieve daybreak. That's the first and foremost thing that you need to do. Once you get that daybreak, it then depends on how you got there uh, with regards to um, the objectives afterwards. Once you've obtained that single objective, say it's uh, objective one, if you go on to your next daybreak, there's no point doing objective one again because you've already collected it you can't collect it again. However, if you decide in the first instance that you are going for objective one and are unable to obtain it because zombies have pushed you back, you have to use some of the restrictions that we've already, we put in place. You can then go back onto objective two. So it gives you an opportunity to fall back onto an easier objective. Um, but then once that easier objective has been done, you again, you can't claim it. You can only claim these objectives once. Right, exactly. So like you're saying, you know, if you're going for something and you kind of fail midway through your game at that, you can still adjust and go for a different challenge, which, you know, it we try to make it you know, basically just like Yahtzee style scoring. Because if you're in Yahtzee and you're going for something, but it doesn't look like you're going to get it, you can switch gears, you know, midway. And that's kind of what you can do here, too, is you can switch gears and go for something else. So like an example I'll give is if you're going for using no wall repairs at all and you decide, oh, shoot, it's wave six. You know, I don't think I can handle this. You can actually start repairing your walls, and if you get no walls down, you can still claim the points for that. It's going to be less points, but it's still something you can claim if you want to switch gears. Yeah, that's a great example. But then, as you said, no walls down is done, so next time you go for a daybreak, if a wall goes down, don't worry about it. Right, exactly. Um, which, move, which, moving on, we could talk about what the objectives are. Definitely. Do you want to start with the easier ones first or the harder ones? Let's start with the harder ones, I think. All right. Uh, so one of, one of my favorite ones, 
that I've tried that I know is going to be an exceptionally difficult one for anybody to achieve is going to be CQC only. Now, from my last podcast, you guys are aware I have done melee only, but what I'm talking about here is not even using the melee weapon. I'm talking about using your close combat quarters weapon. This is your combat knife. This is your kitchen knife. This is your the thing you fork. can't. Yeah, you cannot. You cannot unequip this item. And we're saying that you can. You have to. Um, you can use explosives, but you're not allowed to use your gun. Um, but it's CQC only. This thing. This is difficult because pretty much most of the time, all you're trying to do is assassinate zombies. It's worth a whopping fifty points. This is definitely gonna make sure we separate the best from the good. Exactly. And if you complete this challenge, you're probably in good line to, you know, at least be in the top three. I mean, because I don't think more than three people are gonna complete this, so you're probably gonna be in the top three if you complete this one by itself. Yeah, definitely. Um which moves us on to the next one, which is melee only. We're it's forty points. It's doable, we've seen it. I've done it on PC. Cases was done it on Xbox, so it's available on both platforms. It is doable. Again, you can use explosives, but you're not allowed to use guns. 40 points. It's a good one to go for. I would definitely recommend anybody who's trying trying to do Daybreak is give yourself a give yourself a good target of going melee only. It's doable, it's difficult, but it's worth those big points. And one of the cool things with this one too is this is one that's really easy to switch. So if you're going for melee only and you have to decide to use guns in wave five. This is one that's easy to switch off to something else on. So it's probably good to start a you know, game going melee only. But one of the keys as well that I'd like to point out is you and Sizzle have obviously done melee only. But the key here is can you guys do it on command? Because it took you guys a lot of effort to do that. So if you're going to go for melee only, can you do that exactly when you need to do it? Yeah, I've got my strategy. I'm not leaking it right now, but that is a good point. Can you do it when you need to? Exactly. Because, I mean, we know you can do it, but can you do it? Like, okay, I'm going to go for it, and I did it when I went for it. So, we'll see. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which leads us on to the next one, which I'll This is the one explain. I like a lot. Yeah. This <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is one of the ones I think, personally, is going to be very hard, and I'm excited to try it. I haven't actually tried it at all yet, so I've never even tested this one, but I think it's going to be very hard to do. This is one that you can use no healing items at all. So basically what this means is your first aid kits, your bandages, you can't use them at all. And this also means you can't use them on the tech either. So you are not allowed to use any healing items. So you can't heal the tech and you can't heal yourself. However, I'm not going to give away the strategy right now, but there are ways around this that I'm sure you know as well, but I'm not going to give out the strategy live. But there are ways around this that you can definitely get it done. So it's definitely doable. You just have to be really you know, strategic about how you're going to go about it. But yeah. this is worth 40 points. This is this is a good one. I I was in a in an argument with you about this because I reckon on average I probably only use one healing item every couple of map uh, every couple of runs. But I can see where you're coming from. The fact that we can't use it on the uh, tech is another thing that I didn't think about when we were first discussing these points. Isn't so 40, forty points is definitely a good score for this. And yes, there is that strategy. Again, I'm not going to leak it as well, because if you don't know it, then I ain't giving you the chance to beat me on this game. <laughs> exactly. Um, but as you said, it's a, it's a sneaky one, but it's definitely risky because it could go a wrong way. Right. And if you're doing this one in duos, then you really have to coordinate with your partner a lot to do this right. So, yeah. 
But the next one, I'll let you talk about this one. This is one that you thought would be a little bit harder. I still think it's going to be hard, but I thought the healing one would be harder than this one. Yeah, so this one's next one is the no stamina items. Now, we're talking about um, stimulants. We're talking about snacks. Uh, um, and you basically, you use a lot of stamina when you're swinging your melee weapon. Um, so I, I thought this would be higher points. But actually thinking about it, it's probably standing at a good stead of 30 points we've allocated to this. This is going to be one that a lot of people, I think, are going to go for. Um, because, obviously, you can regen your, uh, regen your stamina quite quickly. Right. There's, obviously, the crouch method to get it back. There's the no swinging and shooting a lot. Um, so, there is an opportunity. However, if you get in a sticky situation and you're going for the no stamina, and you have no stamina you could be in for a bad uh, a bad shout, especially if you're close to a juggernaut and you can't dodge out the way or a, a feral is taking you down over and over again. Right, and when we were talking about it, this is the argument I made for why the healing one should be worth more points because your stamina does regen. Your healing doesn't regen by itself. So that's why I thought the healing would be a little bit harder. Yeah, um, I, I had to agree in the end. But, you know, the, the no stamina items is definitely still going to be difficult. Don't get me wrong. I mean... You know, not being able to use that, you're going to have to be really careful about how you use your stamina because you're going to have to, you know, crouch to get your stamina back or you're going to have to use different techniques to really get your stamina back or, you know, maybe have your teammate cover you, things like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that brings us to the end of, like, the, the, the big one. These are the ones that I would class as no-use ones. Um, like, no guns, no healing, no stamina. I think this next one that we're going to talk about is kind of the opposite. So... This one's called Guns Hot, which means only guns. You can't use your melee, you can't use your CQC, and you can't use explosives. And that kind of, that last little bit there, no explosives, is the reason why it's put in there at 30 points. But Guns Hot, we haven't put any restrictions on guns that you can use. If you want to go in there with a shotgun, with the uh, Clio shotgun, if you want to go in there with the 7.62, first of all, and switch out to a Clio battle battle rifle later on, be my guest. So, Guns Hot is a good one because there is plenty enough ammo out there for both solos and duos to get a clear weapon the whole way through. And it all comes down to what weapon do you choose? It's no explosive side of this that I'm going to think is it, it puts the um the point system up quite high for this one. Yeah, and honestly, like the fact that you can't even use your close combat weapon, like that makes it just even harder as well because you literally cannot melee a single zombie. So that's going to be very tough to actually do that. I haven't practiced this one, but I think this one is going to be one that, you know, on paper, it looks fairly, fairly tough. And then in practice, I think it's going to get even tougher. Yeah, it's, it's going to definitely test some people because it's so easy to want to go over there and swing, uh, swing your melee weapon or assassinate right. an armored zombie. You're going to have to think like twice as hard now. Oh, how am I going to kill this one? But the next one we have is one that I actually um, came up with late in the process and I kind of think this is going to be one that's going to be really fun to try out, but it still will be pretty difficult, I think. It's called Front Lines, and basically it's called Front Lines because you can't go behind the wall once Wave 1 begins. So once the Wave 1 starts, you can never go behind the wall again. So this means you can't go repair walls, you can't heal your tech, You can't, if a wall goes down, you can't go behind the wall to get the zombies. So pretty much this is one that's, you know, kind of an exaggerated challenge of some of the other challenges we haven't got to some of these challenges yet but like for example no walls down well you basically can have no walls down with this one anyways because if you let a wall go down with this challenge you're probably going to fail because you can't go behind the wall yeah this one's definitely going to be a difficult one um and i'm expecting 
possibly duos to be able to do it, but maybe not solos. Uh, it's a difficult one because, as you say, you need to go behind the wall sometimes, especially when a wall drops to go and defend your uh, technician. If you can't get in there to defend them or heal him, yet yeah, pretty much game over. Right. It's gonna be it's gonna be one that we're gonna have to watch though because I'm not sure if you can reach the wall repair patch from outside the wall limits. So it will be interesting to see if anybody tries and, and pushes the limits with regards to trying to repair a wall with this uh, this objective. I don't think you could outside the walls. I think we're safe with that, but we'll have to watch and see. <laughs> Most definitely. But our next one is kind of the one of the ones I alluded to. This one's no walls repair. Period. So this means you know your starting wall that you have. You go repair that as part of the tutorial. This means you can't even repair that wall. So the entire game, you can't repair that starting wall. And you can't repair other walls either. So this is worth 25 points. And this is one that um, I've done in quads. I've never done it in duos yet. But I think duos, it's still going to be doable. Yeah, duos is, is is the easiest game mode or the game variant that we, we know. Um, and... It, it should be manageable. The The difficult part is the fact that the wall is already weak. Right. We, start, we put it in there at 25 points. We put it at the halfway mark. And I think it's a very good sort of level that people will decide, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to go for that one first of all. And if we have to repair a wall, we can go for another one a bit later on. Right. And I think this is one that's going to be doable. But like you said, it's going to be one that you can kind of start out with this one. If you don't feel you can do it, then you can go to something else afterwards. So I think this is one that's kind of good for those type of strategies, which, you know, that strategy is going to play a lot into this um, challenge we're doing. Most definitely. Uh, which leads talking about walls continually for the next uh, couple of ones that we're talking about. Yes. We're going to the opposite side now. So this one's called Behind the Wall. And this is one that, again, you came up with. Um, I I really don't like this one because I like being out front and having the flexibility of um, being out front uh, and knowing where the zombies are coming from. This one, stay behind the wall at all times except during mid-rounds when you're going to grab the drops. I know a lot of people do play behind the walls and they use that to stop themselves getting hurt. But I really feel restricted. Like the zombies can come at the walls and just overload the walls really quickly this way. But this is going to be a good one. Again, it's another one that um, will have... Uh, it, it, we stood at 25 points. I think a lot of people will go for this one, possibly in duos, because it doesn't say anything about walls going down. So you can be behind the right. walls, you can repair the walls, you can let the zombies in, you can still defend inside the walls, you can get out there, you can get the clear drops. So it's going to be one that I expect a lot of people are going to do in duos. Right, and at 25 points, we still felt this was you know, worth a good chunk of points because, like you said, it is going to be kind of difficult still because you can't stop any of those zombies from getting to the walls. They're going to get to the walls, basically. You have to just shoot through the cracks or shoot on the catwalks. So it's going to be harder to stop the zombies getting to the walls, and that's why it's going to be kind of harder. But I will say that, you know, you and I are going to have to be kind of strict on it a little bit. Like, we are allowing people to go out to get the drops, but if that next wave start and you're still outside that wall, that's going to be a DQ. So Yeah, fully agree. So you're going to have to get back before. So that's going to make, you know, the timer really mean something, because usually the timer doesn't mean much. You know, like, oh, well, the timer ran out. I'll just, you know, be out here for a little bit. You're going to have to get back before that timer starts, because if that you know next wave timer starts and you're still outside the wall, then you can't claim that challenge anymore. Yeah, and we are going to be really strict on this. We will be there watching. We'll be watching ourselves. We've also got moderators who are going to be in there watching and scoring as well, just to make sure that these points aren't being uh, mismanaged. Right. And the next one is basically the same thing as the challenge we've already done. Um, it's no wall repairs except the starting wall. So... This one's worth 20 points. It's just five points less because 
basically that starting wall, if you're going to go for this one, you are allowed to repair that starting wall. So you repair that starting wall, and that's the only wall you're compared to all games. So this is one that um, I like a lot. It's definitely, you know, exhilarating. It's a lot of fun to do this challenge. But it it's, you know, five points less because obviously it's a little bit more difficult with that wall already being hurt. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one that's going to be easily doable. Um, but you've got to make the decision early for this one because you have to repair that wall, right. that first wall. So it would be interesting again to see what uh, individuals or duos go for and how they uh, how they thought about their strategy. Yeah, I know how I'd probably play this. I'm not going to give it away yet, but so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, the next one is one that I'm really going to be interested to see who goes for this one. This one can be can be done relatively easily, uh, especially in duos. It's no damage to the tech. It's worth 15 points. And this is kind of like a fallback one that we're, I can see people using if they really struggle with some of the bigger ones. But again, are you going to be able to get those ferals? Have you thought about the strategy quickly? Because that's where you're going to get the damage. The ferals are going to get in. They're going to get on your get on your tech and cause the damage. Um, in solos, I think you've got to prepare the fact that you're going to take damage to your tech. In duos, this is one that you should definitely have in your pocket. Right. You should be able to do this one, but... You, know, you might not want to do this one because you have five runs. I mean, if you feel confident, you might want to go for the higher points and leave this one out. So it's up to you how you want to play it. Yeah, and that, that's what I mean by it. it's going to be one of the fallback ones. If someone decides to go for a higher uh, higher point run and then uh, don't manage it, they can at least fall back on this one. Right. But the next one we did mention earlier, it's a nice fallback one as well. It's no walls down. So this is actually one that is actually one of the official achievements that is part of the daybreak mode so it's one that is definitely doable you know a lot of us that are part of this event have already done this one several times but you know doing it on command it's not always as easy as it sounds because there's been runs where we try to do this to help somebody out and we actually end up missing because we don't realize you know something uh was on the wall still yeah and again this this one's going to be difficult in uh solos but in duos again another one that you can fall back on so it'll be interesting to see what they come, uh, whether what they decide on their strategy. Again, it's worth fifteen points. It's definitely a nice fallback one. Right, I agree. And our next one, this is one that you uh, originally thought should be a little bit less on points, but I made the argument that we should leave it as it is. So you want to talk about that one? Yeah, no explosives. Now I kind of thought this was should be less because uh, it'd be one that you can relatively easily fall back on, especially in the duos game. Um, in a solos, maybe it might have been pushed up a little bit higher. Uh, then after reconsideration, we we spoke about this in the fact that actually in waves five, six, seven, we do use explosives quite a lot. However, it is manageable. I have seen people, I have done it myself. You can get through waves five, six, and seven without explosives. It'll be interesting to see whether people decide to use this one as one as sort of like a major objective, or if they're going to use it as a fallback. Because again. This is one that you're going to have to decide right from the beginning and whether you uh, might have to decide, do you know what, we'll not use explosives to start with and get to wave six and seven and go, do you know what, we're doing well on our main main objective, we're going to start using explosives. It's kind of like a secondary objective that people can keep in their back pocket and think about the whole time. It's right. going to be interesting again. Yeah, and I think this one's you know not going to be that hard to do, but I thought it was um, a little bit harder just in those you know five, six, and seven ways because if you can't use explosives in those ways, that is going to make it a little bit more difficult in those ways. But our next one is one that I think is going to be kind of fairly easy to do. Um, this one is no Cleo drops collected. So basically, this one you can't collect any Cleo drops ever. So 
essentially what you start with is what you have to do the whole run. And it's still going to be, you know, somewhat difficult because you don't have limited resources. But um, we gave it 10 points. And I think this one's definitely do- doable in duos. In, you know, squads, it probably wouldn't be. But with duos or solos, I think it's doable because if you manage your resources carefully, then you can easily do this. Yeah, I agree. You can pretty much melee the first couple of waves. Um, you have all the war pair kits and the ammo that you need inside the containers at the beginning. But again, it could be it could be a red herring here. If you go for a no clears drop and you get towards the start the, the later waves and you've actually used too much ammunition, you could be in for a sticky end. So uh it'll be again again another one that I'm gonna be interested to see if people actually go for it. I'm really intrigued to see how people are gonna make the decision and go for the strategy here right but the thing with this one though is you don't always need the ammo i mean we have challenges on here that are melee only you know you have explosives so you have a lot of options still with this one like all it's saying is that you can't collect anything extra you just have what you you carry on your back and honestly you could easily do this one but it's one that i would say this one's going to be hard to fall back on because this is a decision you have to make early you know if you kind of want to fall back on this one later and you know, it's wave four, you've already grabbed two Cleo drops, you can't do it anymore. No, exactly. So you have to decide early on, you know, okay, I want to have this as a fallback, so I'm not going to collect Cleo drops at first, and that at least leads to this fallback option. Yeah, and talking about fallback options, the last one we've got here, this is the ultimate fallback one. Yes. Obtain Daybreak in any form. It's worth a measly five points. It pretty much says it's self-explanatory. If you get to Daybreak, but you haven't managed to obtain any of the objectives that we've already spoken about, you get the extra five points on top of the one of the seven points that you've got for duos or the uh, 21 points that you've got for solos. Right. So at least, you know, if you go for something really hard and you don't have any other fallback option, at least this is a fallback for you. You know, say you went for um, the big 50 point, you know, CQC only and you messed up all the other fallbacks. Well, at least if you still ended up winning the daybreak mode itself, you get five extra points for that. Yeah, again, it's it's kind of like the uh, the last resort. Damn it, I've got nothing on the dice. I'm just going <laughs> right. to put a, put a score in what they add up to. Uh, it's also right, exactly. One, it's also one that if you go for an achievement and you don't fulfill any other achievements, as you said, then you at least can get some points on the board. Um, whether it's that you've only managed to achieve Daybreak once, or the fact that you've achieved Daybreak multiple times, but you haven't been able to get any of the objectives, you've at least got a chance of winning because you've got that additional five points. Right. But we will stress, too, that this is, you know, in the same Yahtzee-style scoring, so if you have to fall back on this once, you can't do it again. So you can't keep claiming the five points for Daybreak every time. No, exactly. So if you do it the first time, it's like, cool. You're going to have to really push your boat out next time and make sure you go for those big <laughs> right. objectives. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how people do this, you know, knowing that they might start out with some easy ones early and then go for some late ones, you know, in their later runs, or they might, you know, go guns blazing and start out with the big challenges early. So we'll see how people try, try to play this. Yeah, and the fact that we've only released the rules to the uh, competitors today is going to be interesting. Now, we are, yes, we are competitors ourselves, but we've been arguing over these points, and as a unbiased side of uh, unbiased way of deciding what's the best way as you can hear we're talking about it and to be honest none of these are going to be easy even for us playing it as as the organizers as well we're going to be in the same boat because we've only just published them today we sat down today because of our schedule has been so difficult so it's completely a level playing field the competitors have got them we've got them 
it's going to be interesting. I'm really looking forward to how everybody deals with the different strategies and actually what people come up with. Or are people just going to copy some of the earlier streamers? Right. And I just realized now it's kind of, you know, late to realize it, but I realized one of our original challenges we talked about, we actually left off the list. So we're going to have to add that back on. We left off the list, um, the achievement one where you have no deaths. So we have to put that on there somewhere. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, I forgot so, that one as well. Yeah, I, I think that should be worth 10 points. So we can kind of decide this on the podcast now, but I think 10 points is good enough for that. That sounds good to me. All right. So that is another one you have as well. You know, if you get no deaths, then that's worth 10 points. So that's another fallback one as well. But, you know, those are the challenges. So I think that makes 15 total, adding that one back in. But um, like you said, you know, pretty much all of these are going to be pretty hard. I mean, besides um, no deaths and obtaining regular daybreak, I think those are the only ones that are fairly easy that pretty much anyone in the competition can do without blinking an eye. But besides those two, I think every other challenge is going to require some ingenuity to complete it. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, I'm really interested to see how people are going to go about doing this, um, and I'm going to be I'm going to be watching with an eagle eye. I don't want to see any cheating. I'll be watching. Don't you worry. Absolutely, and I'll be watching too. I mean, I have to be away most of the first day, but after that first day, I'm going to be watching pretty much all the other three days. Which, talking about that now, we can go onto the schedule. Exactly. So our schedule we have Monday 10:29. It's going to be a solo day. So Monday and Wednesday are the solo days and Tuesday and Thursday are the duo days. So basically, if you know, you compete in solo day one, you're going to have to wait till day three to find out who wins. And we did that on purpose because we didn't want anyone to just, you know, tune into only the solos or only the duos. So we wanted to spread it out a little bit. That way it kind of keeps the event rolling. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, to be honest, I think everybody's going to support everyone anyway. But um, this definitely will break up the whole solo duo, solo duo. Because right, if, exactly. if you're watching and you're pushing on to the next person, you're going to get bored of watching solos all day. You want that interaction. You want that jip. You want to see people communicating to each other. Right. Very true. But our first competitor of the event is someone that I think might actually, you know, be the first competitor and could still win the whole thing being the first competitor. We have Kay Sizzle going first from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to tune in. Uh, it- should be okay with the time zone, but I am sleeping off. Uh, I'm coming off work shift uh, shortly before that. But he's he's going to be one to watch, guys. K Sizzle loves this game. He's a great competitor, and he's definitely going to go for it. I he's he's one that I think is going to really really push anybody at this competition. Absolutely, and I think you know having him go first that puts um more pressure on him. But I think he's you know all for that pressure. <laughs> yeah especially with me coming up behind him uh it's definitely gonna i may have to change up my strategy pretty damn quick so as soon as k sizzle finishes at 11 a.m eastern uh that moves on to me uh, i'll be streaming between 11 a.m and 3 p.m eastern uh and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be sweating uh, i can tell you that k sizzle is gonna have me sweating um, <laughs> definitely but who knows who knows he, he could go for the big one have a have an issue and then i'll have i'll be able to relax a little bit but uh yeah, it's going to be fun. But I don't think you can relax too much because the person right after you is actually Morris on YouTube. So he's going to give you a run as well. So I don't think you can relax too much. Morris is going no. to go from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, he's a PC player as well. He knows the game inside and out. I've had a load of good duos, triples and quads with him. It's going to be. It's those first three are going to kick it off pretty, pretty fast. Exactly. And, you know, 
personally, if I put my money on, I would say one of these first three is going to win. But that's personally my opinion. So we'll see if that takes place. <laughs> but after that, we do have another great competitor. Um, after Maris, also on YouTube, is going to be Mighty. Mighty Megal is going to be going from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And he is someone I play with myself. And he definitely knows the game. He definitely plays very well. So, you know, he could be absolutely a dark horse in this. And I could see him, you know, taking it, you know, by surprise. Yeah. And these are the ones that I've got to watch out for. Um, Mighty. And then shortly after him, 11 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern is Darth Dundane on Twitch. So, again, dark horses late at night after the three sort of possible favorites, let's say. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting so stick around and keep watching everybody absolutely and then of course going on to Tuesday we have our duos games so we only have our duos starting at once I will mention you know here that um, if we do find any last minute duos like we mentioned Rabbit earlier Rabbit is potentially going to be getting in the competition um, before 1pm Eastern if he can do it but um, if not then basically before 1 you know we might have some just kind of free play where, you know, anyone's available, maybe myself, maybe Mr. Dar or anyone's available before one. We'll just kind of do some, you know, streaming on the side. That's, you know, not part of the event itself, but the event itself will start at one right now. Yeah. Uh, th those first few events, they'll still be publishing everything about extra life, just trying to get the charity stream going. Uh, and that's the main thing, just keeping everybody interested in the fact that we are doing this for charity. Um, but then starting at 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern till 5 p.m. Eastern is uh, your guys from Mixer, ACC and Riff Raff. Yes. And, you know, ACC has been talking a big game. He's been saying, you know, that, you know, they're going to be a, a team to beat. So uh, I'm excited to see him put that to the test. You know, he's been talking a big game and I'm excited to see this. Especially as the openers. He's going to exactly. bring something big. And he even mentioned that too. He's like, you know, well, as the openers, you know, probably people are probably going to watch us and kind of like get some tips. So we have to, you know, be extra bit good about it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know because you got myself and cases are coming straight after them, five p.m. till nine p.m. Eastern, uh, and we know a thing or two about this game. So the melee masters coming out together, I think we're going to be a hell of a team to beat, especially if we can get that melee kit, melee win at the straight at the beginning. Absolutely, and I'm excited to see you guys go as well, but. After that, we do have Jade from Mixer and Fall Down from Twitch. They're going to be streaming 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. And, you know, they are another team that I think is going to be pretty formidable. Um, they haven't interacted a lot together, but I think they're a team that can really, you know, get the hang of things fast and get together uh, and do a really good run. Yeah, both of them uh, have brilliant communication skills, interaction with their chats. So... Working together, it's going to be an interesting one um, to see how these guys pull it off. Again, not sure how they're going to go duos because I've never seen them play together. But again, could be Dark Horse. Absolutely. And then, of course, going on to Wednesday, we have solos again. So this is our second solo day. So I did ask if she was okay with it. And she said it's fine. Um, basically, Jade's going to end her duo run at 1 a.m. And then seven hours later, she's going to be doing her solo run. So 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., Jade's going to kick off her solo run. Wow, that is what you call dedication. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, wonder I'm wondering if she's going to stay up for that seven hours and just continue streaming anyway and just have a bit of she fun. Might, or yeah, if she's she gonna might, yeah. she's going to go get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would personally get some sleep, but you know, we'll see how she decides to play it. <laughs> but right after Jade, uh, I will have my first stream of the event. So I'll be streaming my solo run 11.45 a.m. to 3.45 p.m. And of course, these are all Eastern times, just to remind everyone, so... 
you know, if you are in a different time zone, just convert that to your time zone. But um, real quick, the reason why I'm doing 1145 to 345 and not like an even time is because the Undead Lab stream is right after me. So the Undead Lab stream is at 4 p.m. So I wanted to give everyone a chance to get out of my stream and get to the Undead Lab stream. That's why I did it that yeah. way. Yeah, exactly. Undead Labs always start a quarter of an hour early, having a little bit of jokey around. Um, right. And I think that's only fair. I, I don't think Jay's too upset about losing the 15 minute overlap with you two. Um, and it's the only time that we're doing it, especially for the developers. I think we can do it. Exactly. I agree. So, so you know, I'll be doing 11.45 a.m. to 3.45 p.m. And I can almost guarantee I'm not going to win the solo event. I'm not that great at solos, but you know, I'll, I'll do what I can. <laughs> do you know it could be a tortoise and a hare you could end up just sitting there and getting the waves done and getting those smaller achievements whereas me and kc go for the big ones and fail them every time yeah that that might be my strategy you know i'll have to see think about it but i might just go for all small ones and see how i end up so we'll see <laughs> uh but then the big event the big event of the week or of the week undead lab stream as we always have 4 p.m till 6 p.m they're doing a two-hour stream this time i didn't realize they were doing that yeah i asked jeffrey and he said he believes it's going to be a two-hour stream so they're going to be streaming some uh resident evil 7 they're going to be taking a break from state of decay and doing a different game to celebrate halloween so you know you're going to be seeing a lot of state of decay for our events so it'll be kind of a refresher for everyone else to you know see something different for once so you can check out their stream and check out some resident evil oh yeah that's right i forgot they were doing the halloween stream then as well i am i'm hoping they're gonna dress up as well that'd be pretty cool <laughs> that'd be fun yes <laughs> but that'll be definitely fun to check out um and then we have a bit of a gap after that the reason why we have a gap is because our next competitor um couldn't make it right at six so uh starting at seven we have zombient he'll be streaming from seven to ten and he, I did let him know, you know, if he can't make it, then that's going to, you know, cut into his time. So he's actually going to have a disadvantage, but we'll see how he does with that. Yeah. And as I said earlier, this guy is energetic. So I wouldn't be surprised if he will go for the big ones and really push himself, even though he's got that restricted time of three hours. Um, it, it'd be great if he could get the whole four hours and actually have a, a good level of um, competitiveness. So he's on the level playing field, everybody. But unfortunately, life does come in the way sometimes. We're not all professional streamers. This isn't our full-time job. So uh, it's just great that he is involved. I'm really excited for this kid. I really want to see what comes of this. Right. And he did tell me that there might be a chance he might be able to go to 11. So I told him if he can, that is fine. We'll, we'll have a one-hour overlap if he can do that. So I'm fine with that if he is able to. Oh, that'd be brilliant. I would really like that. Uh, and I don't think that would be, I don't think Fall Down would be too unhappy about that. Fall Down, he's coming into his, his second viewing. So he's already been on the day before with uh, Ethereal Jade and the duos. So he's going to start at 10 p.m. until 2 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, he'll be on Twitch. And again, another dark horse, really interactive, looking forward to him. Um, he's really... This, this kid, we spoke about him earlier, he can play State of Decay 2 upside down as controller. So, uh, yeah, Daybreak with a controller the right way up, I think he's going to be pretty good. I'm going to look and, forward to seeing this guy. And I do like that he's the last one, too, because, you know, say like you were Sizzles leading all the way through the event, and then he goes last, he could end up upsetting you guys. I know, I know. And that's the thing. I think he's he's going to be streaming sort of at the point where I'm really struggling to stay awake. I've got work the next day as well. So I might actually have to wake up to find out that I haven't won the competition. <laughs> that would be sad. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, going on to Thursday, we have our second duo day again. So Thursday is going to be some more duos. Like we said, um, before 1pm, we don't have anything scheduled right now. But 
if we find another team that wants to jump in uh, for some duos before the event starts, then we will um, jump them in there. So, you know, if, say, Rabbit is able to do that, then we'll jump them in there and we'll have an extra team at the start of it. But if not, then 1 p.m. to 5 p.m., myself and Undead Labs developer Jurgen will be going. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how we do. Yes, the Dark Horses. <laughs> they come in on Thursday, straight away at the beginning. Um, let's see how they go. It'll be, it'll be a laugh more than anything. That's the main thing, isn't it? Right. And I, I don't really expect our team to win, particularly because a lot of these teams have a lot of chemistry together. You know, ACC and Riff have a lot of chemistry. You and Sizzle have a lot of chemistry. You know, um, the teams that we're going to talk about after I go, they also have chemistry. Jurgen and I have only played together for like one hour like all time. So we don't have a lot of chemistry together yet. So it's probably not going to, you know, go perfect. But I'm, I'm excited to try it out. <laughs> Who knows? You two could just be telepathic and they know exactly what you need to do. Exactly. And, you know, I, I do have a programmer on my side. So, I mean, he could like just, you know, program some walls to stay up for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to write that in the rules. <laughs> Be like, all right, you're gonna, you know, <laughs> make sure you put this in the build. <laughs> cheating in, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, you know, make sure that we're going for, you know, no walls down this time. Make sure you keep all the walls up. Just program it in there. The walls are indestructible. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think we'll have a lot of fun with it. Um, and you know, I've obviously been on a lot of duo and you know squad wins, so I definitely know how to coordinate with um teammates. So I think we'll still, you know have a fighting chance, just I'm not sure we're the favorites anymore. You never know. You never know. If uh, the previous guys don't have a great uh, duos tournament, then you might be the favorites. But talking about favorites, we've got onto the YouTube duo after this. 5 p.m. till 9 p.m. Eastern, Maris and Mighty. Yes, and they both played together before. I was with them on some trio runs we did, and they're both, you know, very in sync. They also have that YouTube connection, you know, where they're the only two YouTubers. So I thought it was fitting that they were, you know, kind of paired together. And I think, you know, this is a team that might not be considered a favorite. But I think this is a very good Dark Horse team that I think this team could really surprise people because individually, Morris and Mighty are great. They don't have um, as much of a history of playing together as some of these other teams. But I think they're a team that could really pick it up fast and, you know, possibly win. Yeah, I agree. But talking about Dark Horses... The last team to go. These are the ones that I'm worried about. 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, Sarkoth and Screwloose. Yeah, I don't know much about Screwloose personally, but I know Sarkoth is definitely a deadly player himself. And I know these two have a lot of chemistry together. And that's what's going to be key in this, you know, duos competition is the chemistry you have. And these two probably, I mean, I won't say for sure, but they probably have, you know, the most playing experience together of any of the teams, I would think. So they're going to be definitely deadly. Yeah, and that, that's what scares me, is the fact that these two have played together so much um, that they're pretty much going to know how to play the game without even talking to each other. Right. So, I mean, you know, basically you have all ends of the spectrum here. You have these two that have played together, you know, so much. And then you have, you know, people that like ACC and Riff who play together a lot. You and Sizzle have played together a good amount, but obviously your schedules don't always align, so it's not as much as some of these other teams. And it's kind of the same with uh, Morris and Mighty, so you, they're middle of the road. And then myself and Jurgen, we've only played together for like an hour, and then Jade and Falldown have never played together. So that's kind of like the bottom end of the spectrum, you know? so we're going to have the really dark horses there. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really exciting. And this is what I love about the competition, is we brought so many people together, and it's just going to make... 
a, a brilliant viewing experience. Absolutely. And I'm definitely excited to, you know, get into this and see what happens because I think it's going to be very exciting. And as we said, you know, we have some great prizes for the winners. So, you know, it's not like, you know, gung-ho competition where we're going to be cutthroat. But at the same time, there's some great prizes. So, you know, if you do your best and, you know, you have some fun with it, you might win some nice prizes. Exactly. And I'm looking forward to it. If those prizes come out, guess what, guys? They're going straight into the giveaway of the community. Awesome. And I would do the same thing. So, you know, hopefully um, I end up winning. I mean, if I win with my partner, Jurgen, you know, it's going to be kind of funny. You know, he'll just have to sign a poster himself and leave it at his desk. So... <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, you could end up getting two posters to give away. <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> but yes, um, you know, that's kind of what we have on the event. We do have, um, we're going to talk about patch 4.3, like we said, briefly. But, you know, if you, unless you have anything else about the event, that's pretty much all we have about the event. No, I'm really excited for this. I'm looking forward to it. It's happening in a couple of days. Oh, I'm just so stoked. So am I. And I'm really looking forward to it. And this podcast should come out on Sunday. So basically, when you're hearing this, the event should start tomorrow. So it's going to be a very exciting. But like we said, we're going to get to patch 4.3 really quick. The reason why I didn't cover this on a full um, episode like I usually do is because it's so small that it didn't really seem to fit with anything because it's very small. It's only like four points. So we're going to run through it really quick. But um, there's some important fixes for sure. Uh, patch 4.3, they fixed an issue where the game would hard lock after the player destroyed a play cart or in situations where there is an abundance of plague zombies. We believe this is also causing crashes and hard locks in Daybreak. So if this was the issue we were having in Daybreak where we would have a lot of crashes, that's great that they fixed this. I don't know if it specifically applied to the issue we were having, but it's nice. Yeah, I haven't seen this issue at all. Uh, it's just good that they, they're continuing fixing any of the bugs that we're coming across. Right, but um, remember when we were having a lot of Daybreak crashes when we played together? So this might have applied to that. So if it does apply, I'm glad it was fixed. Well, that would be in- that would be really good because I don't want them to crash during this competition. <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> you have to beat the crashes too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's definitely great. I'm excited for anyone that had those issues. Um, next, they have made a number of changes to address the save issues that many players were experiencing. Save files were becoming too large to upload to cloud saves. So Jeffrey did talk about this on the last Undead Lab stream. Uh, I've heard this issue a lot. I don't think it was experienced by Xbox players much, but a lot of PC players were having their save files where they couldn't save anymore because their save file was too uh, large and they could no longer save new content to their game. So one of the things that they did with this that I'll mention here um, is they reduced the cap of survivors you could have. You could only have 50 survivors, you know, kind of saved in your uh, Rolodex. Because basically when you start a new game, your previous survivors you completed the game with, you're allowed to use those again. You can only use up to 50 now. So you only have 50 that are, you know, kind of in your rolling wheel, basically. Optimization, optimization, optimization. I keep shouting this under labs. The game is fantastic, but they do need to optimize it. And it's nice to see that they're finally getting there. So much of this game is saved in the save file. I think it's fantastic because it means that the game can continue running in the background. For instance, your NPCs at your base are still working when you're on the other side of the map. That's why the game is running at four gigs. It's a huge, sorry, not four gigs, two gigs. Um, It's a huge game because it has the interaction. So guys are still working at base. You're still losing resources. You're still gaining resources. But optimization is key to make sure that the game runs smoothly and you stop having these bugs. And they're doing it, which is fantastic. I'm looking forward to what optimizations they bring out in the future. 
Absolutely. Same here. And that's why, like, even though this patch is smaller, I'm still glad that they're, you know, spending all the time to focus on this because these small patches, while they don't seem like much, it's definitely doing a lot to optimize the game better and make the game, you know, more playable for everyone. So I'm really glad these patches come out like this. But another fix that they had was zombies no longer visibly run in place when grouped together near a lot of objects. I have seen this a little bit. Um, it's not an issue I was, you know, that upset about, but I'm definitely glad it's fixed. No, I used to love seeing the running man zombie. I thought, hey, <laughs> yeah. cool, he's doing a dance. <laughs> no. It, but yeah, no, I'm glad I'm glad they fixed it. Absolutely. I mean, I think the bigger issue is when you had zombies that were like spawning inside like roosts and stuff and you couldn't even shoot them. So they fixed that in a previous patch. So I think that was the bigger issue, but this one's still nice to fix as well. And then the last part of this patch, I told you it was pretty short, is fixed an issue that uh, caused zombies and NPCs to appear to run in place when the player was inside a vehicle. So I didn't experience this, but um, I'm not sure if you have. Yeah, I've seen this a couple of times. Generally, when I was sort of parking up the vehicle and zombies, you, you get out the get out the vehicle, the zombie is running in place while you're getting in and out. Um, I haven't noticed it whilst driving, probably because I'm not really too worried about zombies moving. I'm trying to drive over them. Um, but yeah, when I parked up, uh, they are running in place. It does give you the chance to think about what you're going to do, how you're going to kill the zombie, but um, it would be nice to see them running at you as if it's like a real world, real world survival, which it is. And thankfully they fixed it and hopefully it will uh, right. run at you and try and eat your brains. Yeah. And I'm glad they fixed that. So, you know, that's basically all we have for patch 4.3. Like I said, it was pretty small, but I'm definitely glad that um, they had these fixes in place. But that being said, you know. That's pretty much um, all we had for today's episode. You know, I hope you liked this bonus podcast. We went over the entirety of Undead Trials, and hopefully this, you know, gets people excited because they're going to be able to hear this on Sunday, the day before it starts. So hopefully this gets people excited and, you know, really pushing for this event. And I'm really excited for this event. Yep. I know my it's it's so so good um the fact that we've managed to get this event organized is going to be incredible uh four days of just pure daybreak excitement solos duos it's going to be interacting with chat it's going to be fun it's going to be intense it's going to be strategic new guys old guys the get the whole trial system could get bigger prizes to win and the fact we're doing it for charity 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 i love the fact that we're doing this for charity Guys, make sure you go check out the cha- charity link. I'm sure Blaze will put it into the uh, links un- uh, with- that come out with the podcast. Absolutely. Go and donate to this charity. It's such a fantastic charity. If you'd like the notification to come up during the streams, make sure you go in there, donate to the charity. It might not go up as their, their primary donation um, link on the screen, so make sure you tell them and they can uh, they can say thank you for it. Um, but yes, most streamers will have their own separate um, donation link um, or you can donate direct to the Undead Labs team uh, donation, which we're all part of. Yes, basically how it works. Um, like Mr. Dart and I are both part of it. We both have our own separate uh, page that you can you know, donate to our page for like what we're doing for our donations. And all of that goes to the Undead Labs team together. But it's just a way to, if you want to support Mr. Dart specifically, or if you want to support me specifically, you can support, you know, by donating to our like little funding pool i guess is what you call it so we basically have our own little separate pots and at the end of the stream you know at the end of the whole thing all of our pots get dumped in together so it's basically just a way to support a civic person if you wanted to do that but um before we end i'll mention again really fast that our next episode of the blaze experience will be on wednesday we will have a podcast on the new vigor update 
Bigger uh, had an update 0.6. That was pretty big. So we're going to talk about that. And then on Saturday, of course, we're going to have a, another podcast. I do have a guest plan for this podcast. So that'll be exciting and should be a lot of fun. But if people want to find the podcast, you can do so on many different platforms. You can do so on Stitcher. You can do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Blueberry, Radio Public, and many other directories. And hopefully soon we'll be on Spotify and iHeartRadio as well. I have applied to get into them, so I will let everyone know if I get into those as well. But hopefully I get into those as well. But in order to contact us, Mr. Dart, how can people contact you if they want to contact you? Yeah, I've got all my social medias. Uh, I'm on Twitter as Mr. Dart Broadcast. Instead of There's no S after the Dart. Um, I'm on Facebook as Mr. Darts Broadcast, Instagram again, Mr. Darts Broadcast, and where I stream most of the time is on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Darts Broadcast. I also have my own Discord uh, Discord as well, which you can get from the Twitch channel or from my Twitter feeds profile, uh, and I'll give all the links to Blaze to put in the podcast links. Yes, and I'll definitely have those links in this podcast as well in the show description. And if you want to contact me, you can also contact me on Discord. I have one as well that I'll post in the show description. Uh, with The podcast is now also on YouTube, which just started this weekend. So, you know, definitely check that out. I'll have the YouTube link there. So you can check out the podcast on YouTube if you want to check that out instead. We also have a Facebook group now, so you can contact me on there. I just made a Facebook group for us. So that's exciting. And hopefully the podcast will be up there soon. Um, I had some errors getting it on there uh, originally, so I'm trying to get the podcast on the Facebook group as well. But in terms of other ways to contact me, you can contact me via email, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. And then, of course, you can contact me on Xbox or Twitter. My gamer tag and Twitter is the same thing. It's going to be at Blaze Experience. It's capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. So those are the ways you can contact me and Mr. Dart and... We are definitely excited for Undead Trials. We're definitely excited to help Extra Life as well. So, you know, come support us this week. And it's going to be a great week. And basically, you know, Friday is the only day you're going to have off. So, you know, rest up on Friday because, you know, after all this events, you know, you're going to need some rest before um, the Saturday Extra Life event. But um, that being said, thank you again, Mr. Dart, for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Been great to have you back here. And hopefully, you know, we can do this again sometime. Yeah, most certainly. I'll come back anytime. Just give me a heads up and I'll be here. Awesome. I look forward to it. But thank you again to you, the listeners as well. We really appreciate you listening and we appreciate any support you give. So thank you, as always, for listening to The Blaze Experience. (laughs) 